Greetings and blessings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Brother Reinhold from Christian Media Ministries Australia. I pray that this message of eternal life will change your life circumstances so that you become a blessing to others and healing will prosper your soul. This story is about Jonah. God sent him to Nineveh to preach repentance to the people of Nineveh. But refused, and he said in his heart, These are a stubborn people, constantly involved with Israel and wicked in their living. He decided not to be obedient to God's commandments and traveled instead to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, so there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was in danger to be broken. The mariners became afraid, and everyone was calling upon his God for rescue. In the final end, they decided to cast lots, who were responsible, and the lot fell on Jonah. He confessed to be a Hebrew, and said, I fear the Lord of heaven, who made the sea and dry land. Then these men were exceedingly afraid, for the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord. Then they said unto him, What shall we do for thee, that the sea may become unto us? And he said unto them, Take me up, cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea become for you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. They refused and tried to make way, but the sea raged was tempestuous against them so that they took Jonah up and cast him into the sea, and the sea became afterwards calm. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord. The Lord prepared a large fish to swallow up Jonah. No other miracle of Scripture has called forth so much unbelief. It has been claimed that a whole whale could not swallow a man. Yet type of whales have been found that easily could do so. However, the word used here, like the one in Matthew 12.40, where the word is trans- mistranslated, does not mean whale, but sea monster. Possibly the whale shark or rhinodon, the largest of all fish, sometimes attaining a length of 70 feet. The real miracle is not the swallowing, but the fact that Jonah was alive when he was cast out of the great fish on the dry lands. After all, miracle is what to expect of divine love, interposing for good in a physically and morally disordered universe. According to Romans 8, 19, 23. That Jonah prayed implies that he was alive and conscious. Jonah stored the word of God in his heart, according to Romans 15.4. Nineveh was one of the greatest cities of ancient times, so large was this metropolitan area that it would take three days to go around it. The statement of Jonah, which described it as a city of three days' journey, 
was much questioned before the rise of modern archaeology. Excavation in Mesopotamia have fully confirmed the statements in Jonah. Now when other parts of the Old Testament about the greatness of Nineveh. Yet in 612 BC, Nineveh was so completely destroyed by his enemies that even its location was forgotten. We see here a godly man instructed by a loving God, caring for his creation, rejecting the compassion of his God, and had to go through the agonizing reality that if we serve him, we also have to obey him even in the most questionable circumstances. Jonah too gives us an insight in the situation of Jonah being in the fish. In Jonah 2, 2, in the set, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of Shoal cried I, and he heard my voice. And in 3, For thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed about, and all thy billows and waves passed over me. And in verse 7, When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, unto thy holy temple. And 9, But I will strive. Unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving, I will pay that that I have vowed, salvation of the Lord. And in verse 10, And the Lord spoke unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Jonah was now ready to receive instruction from the Lord to preach repentance unto Nineveh. We know by history that the greatest revival came over that great city. In Jonah 3 5. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed their fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the last of them. For the word came to the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne, laid his robe from him, and covered himself with sackcloth and sat in ashes. He proclaimed that everyone should repent from his evil ways and cry out to God and should not eat or drink. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we should perish not? God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them. And we see in the scripture that Jonah was displeased because God spared the life of the people in Nineveh. Then he said, The Lord, dost thou well, being angry? So Jonah made himself a booth and sat under the shadow till he might see what became out of that city. And the Lord prepared a gourd, sort of a climbing plant to shadow Jonah in his displeasure. Because the Lord had compassion upon Nineveh, but then while he was sitting under it, God prepared a worm, and when the morning rose the next day, that gourd withered. And it came to pass, when the sun did rise, that God prepared a east wind, and the sun beat 
upon Jonah's head and was wishing to die. And God said to Jonah, Dost thou well to be angry for the God? Thou hast pity upon the God for which thou hast not labored, neither made it grow. And should I not spare Nineveh that great city in which are most than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left? We see here that the Almighty Creator went to great lengths to motivate Jonah to preach repentance. And is that what has expired a long time ago is repeating itself today? People are today totally ignorant of the fact that a merciful God through Jesus Christ preaching repentance to avoid that there might be lost for all eternity, not heeding the merciful cry of the voice of the Holy Spirit urging men to turn from their wicked ways, heeding towards the unconditional love of the Creator. If one mentions the Gospel, the face of that person turns into a disdaining gesture, rejecting the very one what gives him his daily bread, and has commanded his angels to take care of him and preach repentance till the day when his days are full and faces his departure of this world to judge to face judgment at the end of this age when everybody has to stand before the almighty then all judgment has been given to jesus christ to give account of his life why he rejected the love of god but cannot turn his face then after that we all face the division of the goats and the sheep according to Hebrews 9.27. And it is appointed unto men once to die, after this the judgment. So my beloved friends, when you hear this message of eternal life, do not listen and in disdain, but readjust your heart for the knocking of God's hand upon your door of conscience. God is spirit, see in your soul, whether you are truly repenting or mocking. The people of Nineveh were honest at that time, but turned into their wicked ways again, and the full destruction came nearly 200 years later. So please do not play around with your salvation. Then eternity is forever, but where you spend, it is entirely your choice. If an almighty God can command a fish to house for three days Jonah and spit them out at the commandment of God, then imagine what he can do for you. So turn your life around from disaster into everlasting joy. Now this you must do to, to change your current situation into eternal joy. God is spirit. He has a plan for you, and He knows you before even the foundation of the earth, because He is all-knowing, almighty, all-presence. But He cannot bring you into His great blessings without a change within you. Therefore, you have to fulfill the spiritual laws He has created of doing so. The Bible is telling us in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, 
It is saying in Romans 10.10, For with the heart men believe it unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In Romans 10.9 it is saying, that if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from death, thou shalt be saved. Now, my beloved friends, after the music is finished playing, I suggest a prayer. And if you, with a sincere heart, pray that prayer after me, then the Lord Jesus Christ will come into your heart as Lord and Saviour, and you shall have eternal life. I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. My dearly beloved friends, if you have prayed that prayer, we most certainly like to hear from you. Send us a short note to prayer at harvesttimeradio.com so that we may send you some material regarding your faith. You can also go on the internet to heinzharvesttime.org for more sermons and prayer support. I will pray now the blessing of the Almighty God upon you. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Mm-hmm.